Dark wainscoting. Large graceful shelves crammed with books and periodicals, including an entire set of the new edition of the Encyclopaedia Britannicus, Miss Bannon's servants were, as ever, extraordinarily thorough, and the heavy cloak armoire full of linens, charm measured exactly to Claire's frame. The rest of the room was comfortably shabby, rich red velvet rubbed down to the nub, and the tables scattered with papers left precisely where he had placed them the last time he had availed himself of Miss Bannon's hospitality. The oddity was the chair set by his bedside, and the sorceress within it, her slightness cupped in heavy ebony arms, and her curling dark hair slightly mussed as she leaned against the high hard back, sound asleep, dressed in silver and blue finery, fit to attend a court presentation. Her childlike face, without her waking character to lend authority to the soft features, was slack with utter exhaustion. Of no more than middle height, and slight as well, it was always a surprise to see just how small she truly was. One tended to forget, as the force of her presence filled a room to bursting. The other oddity stood at his chamber door, a tall man with tidy dark hair, an olive-green velvet jacket, and curious boots, his irises glowing yellow in the dimness. The smell of paper, clean sheets, a faint ghost of tabac smoke, and the persistent creeping breath of Londinium's yellow fog alone would have told Clare he was in the room Miss Bannon kept for his visits which had been rather less often than he liked of late. The sorceress's company could not be called restful, precisely, but all the same, Claire found it rather relaxing to have at least one person with whom he could feel a certain... informality? Was comfort the more precise term? The shield Mikal did not stir. His yellow gaze rested upon Claire with distressing penetration, Lucid, but very weak. He tested his body's responses gingerly. They obeyed, grudging him as if he were an invalid. Fingers like sausages, toes swollen but movable. His chest sore as if a gigantic clawed hand had rummaged through the inside of his ribcage and left a jumbled mess behind. Now for the important part his eyes half-lidded, and he performed the curious mental doubling of a mentath. A set of mental chalkboards rose before his consciousness, and he began with the simplest exercises he had learned at Eton when his talent had truly begun to manifest itself. Mentath ability came to the fore during late childhood. Scholarships were quite generous for any who showed considerable promise. Said scholarships, however, were contingent upon that promise being fulfilled. A quarter of an hour later, loose with relief but sweating from the mental effort, Claire let out a long, shaky sigh. His faculties were unharmed. Miss Bannon, perhaps disturbed by the slight sound, shifted in the chair and fell back into slumber. Claire now had the opportunity to study her while she was deeply asleep and it was so novel an experience he rather wished he had not been forced to forego a portion of that time to making certain whatever had happened to him had not destroyed his capacities. You are avoiding 
Claire. It was angina pectoris. Rather severe, too. Mikal's eyes had half-closed as well. The shield leaned against the door, and he was perhaps almost asleep. Did he think Claire a threat to the sorceress? She did rather manage to accomplish a fair amount of vexation, especially to Britannia's enemies, and she did so with a disregard for her own safety likely to give the shield tasked with maintaining said safety a bit of nervousness. However, it was far more likely that Mikal was unwilling to let Miss Bannon out of his sight for other reasons, quite personal considerations.